Yo, what's poppin'? It's the Young Lion, Sammy, man, and right now you're locked in with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Love. Hey guys, this is April Talbert of Gabby Grace Boutique, hanging out in the studio with my girl Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm DJ King, and I am Verbally Effective because I want to communicate something different to my audience and my platform I don't want them to just look at how I'm DJing and turn up the parties. I also want them to get involved and see how I'm doing stuff in the community and participate as well. DJ King is a 24-year-old DJ born and raised right here in Memphis, Tennessee. He's only approaching his fourth year of DJing, yet he has worked with multiple artists and has even had the opportunity to DJ numerous concerts. He's the official DJ for Duke Deuce, who is now signed to QC based in Atlanta. Last year, he began a charity project entitled the 901 Hope Project, which caters to those in our community who are in need and not only the homeless. One of King's biggest goals that he holds near and dear to his heart is to expand his platform so that it reaches numerous people of all different nationalities, age and gender in order to make the work of giving back and improving the living situations of those in the 901 area an easier task and also to create a blueprint for other cities to follow as well. King says that we all can create a platform and generate wealth and fame, but it is what we do with the power we possess that truly matters. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Verbally Effective Podcast. We're already on like episode 92 and today I have with me DJ King, you bastards. What's up, DJ King? What's good? How you doing? Doing great. You doing great? Yes, ma'am. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming. Now, let's talk about when I first met you. It was actually at Lamono in college. How many years ago was that? Uh, Maybe three? Man, like three, four. Three, three or four, four years. years ago. It was yeah. their step show. It was homecoming. And yep. you were DJing. Yep, it was like the first step show I ever DJed. <laughs> was it? Yeah, you told me you were just starting out, I believe. Yep, I had just started out DJing, actually. <laughs> wow. I haven't been DJing that long at that point. Really? How did you get that gig that night at Lemoyne? I think, like, a DJ had called out or something. Uh, I can't remember exactly, like, what happened, but yeah. I just... It it was weird. I, don't, I, I did not expect it, ever. <laughs> yeah. Because I wasn't getting booked like that. Okay, well, that was like the beginning of it all then. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we exchanged information. I think I actually left one of my books yep. behind, and I hit you. I was like, yep. King, get my book. I need that book. And yep. I told you, though, I would keep you in mind for some future things. And, hey, we've been working together, right? Ever since, yep. <laughs> yes, yes. So, DJ King, where from Memphis were you born and bred? North Memphis. North yeah. Memphis. Give me, like... like Really, really, it was like more of, it was like North Memphis with my grandparents, but then Frazier with my parents, so both. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, how was it growing up in, in the North, North? I mean, it was cool. It wasn't like people would be saying how bad it is. People say how bad it is all the time, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Just like when you're from there, it's different. <laughs> yeah, It's a definitely. lot different, like especially when you grow up there. uh I mean, you see certain stuff, but a lot of stuff I didn't get to see when I was younger because of like uh, just moving around. We used to move a lot. Like after I turned about eight, 
we moved like every other year just about really like throughout memphis mm, i don't even yeah 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 we end up moving yeah because we end up moving to another place in north memphis then we end up moving to a place in like near midtown but it was still kind of like north memphis mm-hmm. and then we moved to another place uh in riley we moved to another place in Riley. Then we moved. About Riley. <laughs> yeah. But so I know about Riley. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I met a lot of people I rock with now too. Really? So, yeah. Did you go to Riley, Egypt? Nope. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did went, you go to school? Uh, when I went out there, I went to uh, I was in middle school, so I went to Chatelon, and then I ended up going to Bowden. Bowden. And Bowden was not. Like everybody thinks the Bowden was like rich kids. Nah, man, it was. Nah, it's yeah, it's different. It's different. You <laughs> met you met all kind of breeds at Bolton, huh? Yeah, but it, it was like uh, people didn't realize how many black kids went there. It was. Mm-hmm. It was different. Like folks, people didn't know that. What were you doing over there at Bolton? What kind of activities were you engaging in? Mm, I mean, I played football. You played football. Mm-hmm. What position? Corner, safety, uh, wide receiver. At one point. What? Okay. Good until I hurt my back. <laughs> you hurt your back? Yep. What uh happened? some ligaments in my lower back. Uh they what they say? The fractured. Fractured mm-hmm. ligaments in my lower back. And what grade did that happen? Going into my eleventh grade year. Was it over at that point for football? Well, I could have kept playing, but they told me I could hurt myself again. Mm. And so my uh uh my dad went around too much, but like when it came to football, he was always around. So then he 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 came. Uh, he was pretty like pissed about that because he really wanted me to keep playing. But the coaches, he didn't feel the coaches did anything because when I told them I uh I felt something in my back pop, mm-hmm. they still had me working out and whatever, and it was like for the rest of the day, and it uh it kind of like made it worse or whatever. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So he he was like pissed. So yeah. Mm. That was the end of that. Oh, my mama didn't wow. want me playing no way. <laughs> Your mom, look, I I don't like my son Dallas playing football, but nah. you know his daddy played, grandpa played, all of them played, and I'm like, and what they got to do with my son playing? Yeah. Because like you said, you had one injury that messed up the whole season up, yeah. the rest of your high school career. <laughs> yeah, and I stayed with my mom, so she was like, she yeah, she she saw how it be at the practice mm-hmm. like. You know, you'll be in pain some days and stuff. So yes, I know. My baby be taking iced baths and stuff. Taking I'm iced like, baths, hot baths. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's like something they, the daddies love their boys to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's up with music, though? Were you engaging in music? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, When I was in, um, I was actually in band when I was in middle school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but... I mean, I I like was only in it for like two years. Where did you play? A saxophone. Yeah. Really, my brother played the saxophone. I was Why first just chair two too. years. Good first chair. That's good. <laughs> nah, but oh, you uh, going to competitions, showing out. <laughs> first chair. I stopped because I was switching schools. Uh, but no, no, no. Before I switched schools, I stopped because I also did art, and. Huh. I couldn't take band and honors art at the same time, so mm. I wanted to do honors art. But I was always interested in music. Like, I, I used to, like, download Fruity Loops. Like, you used to be able to get it for free mm-hmm. uh, and just play with it. And mm-hmm. I used to do that and stuff like that. And then when I was, like, 16 is when I really got into DJing. 
because one of my uh, good friends, <clears throat> he used to DJ, uh, like, little high school birthday parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I started tagging along with him. And uh, I got, like, my first ever turntables when I was 16. Okay. Uh, it was, like, some $150 ones with the little iPod thing. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, I mean, you could, I still got it. It's at the house. But I only did it for, like, a few months, and then I stopped for, like, until the middle of my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I, no, no, no. I take that back. The middle of my sophomore year in college. Uh, yeah. Why you stop? Because, one, my mom did not like me going to parties like that. She hated it. Uh, you wait, were you going to parties? She didn't want you just going to parties. Anyway, did she know, or were you were you DJing the parties? Yeah, she she knew I was doing it too. So what I do was I would go like this was around the time I started going to my dad's house, uh, like every other weekend. So I started trying to go like every weekend. So then he he would take me to the parties. He didn't have no problem with, it. uh, because he wanted me to you know go out and do my thing. But mm-hmm. she, nah, mama wasn't going. <laughs> <laughs> I still went, you know, but it went. It wasn't just that. It was also like, I didn't. I I didn't think I was gonna get that good at at the time, and then I didn't have. Uh, it was like th- at that point you needed like speakers, lights, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and I didn't have anybody that was gonna. You oh, know. you thought you needed that? Yeah, I thought I thought I needed. Yeah, it, but it was like I really didn't. But the type of parties that were going on at that time, everybody wanted to have, you know, have you to bring speakers and lights. And I didn't have the money to go and get it. But my homie had it. But it was like I couldn't. For what I was going to get paid, I didn't have enough money to give him the money he wanted. (laughs) So, you know, it was just like, you know. So this around your freshman, sophomore year. Were you at Memphis? Mm hmm. You of him? Okay. Yep. Uh, So with that. I don't know. I I just thought I don't know. I could DJ for some reason. Like I I was going to all the parties, <clears throat> and I would hear DJ DJs playing certain music or whatever. But I hear that they'd be able to play this or that because is I still can like kind of hear how one song will match another song sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like even before I was actually knowing how to blend and all this stuff, because mm-hmm. uh, at this point I still didn't know what I was doing. Uh. I just knew how to blend a little bit, but it sounded trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with myself. You was putting still, it together in yeah. your mind. Like, mm-hmm. I can do this. Like, I still got some of the old mixes on my computer. Like, they trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you got to start somewhere, though, King. Oh, yeah. They trash. Like, you should be able to hear that it's trash. <laughs> it, it just it shocked me. Like, I'm like, I couldn't, I literally couldn't hear that these weren't hitting at the same time. The bass and the bass and the snap and the snap was not yeah. hitting at the same But... You know. had to put that work in and mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah, I had to figure it out, but... You figured it out. Yeah. Now you one of the coldest DJs in Memphis. Well, I ain't to be one of the coldest ever to Are. ever do it. Yes. No, it's about it in the world, period. Okay, like. world. Talk your world. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Who were some of the DJs in Memphis that you thought were, you know, hot, you know, on the scene in Memphis that you liked? Coming up. Mm. You gotta think on that, don't Nah, not really. I'm trying <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking like so like when when I was the only time I really hear the DJs, I was like on the radio really. Uh and then because I never got to hear too many of the big DJs. 
mm-hmm. outside of the radio. Never really in the club or anything until like after I started getting into DJing. But the main people I used to hear all the time was like Devin Steele. Uh, I used to hear um, what's his name. I used to hear lighter a lot. Like I used to hear lighter night lighter, come up yeah. a lot. Yeah, on hot. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he used to just he's not used to come up a lot. Like he was in a lot of clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my one person I used to go crazy about, like he used to listen to the radio show a lot, was uh, um, man, he was on hot one seven though, but he was on um, just born. Nah, uh, a young guy. He went money bag. I know. I know this. Larry, Larry, but the <laughs> the reason I used to I used to listen the thing what he used to do that used to shock me was well one thing my big cousin used to listen to him all the time because they uh they, it was just a neighborhood a lot of people in their neighborhood used to listen to him so I used to hear him a lot but he used to uh he used to have that drop trap pass you makes and that's wow. what really caught my that's attention is yeah he has you know him and Lighter are brothers. I knew that they were close, but I know they were brothers. brothers. Nope, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> daddy brothers, yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. See when he, but he had that. He had that drop, and no one else really had a drop like that at the mm-hmm. time. It used to capture my attention. That's why I used to like it so much. Mm-hmm. But then you know, on top on top of that, really like Devin Steele, I used to hear him all the time. Like he used to be doing everything. But yeah. uh, outside of him, Rock Steady. And he, he's actually one of my mentors. Yeah, uh, that's my boy. Dude, cold. He was yeah, he, he was cold. like one of the, he was like one of the young guys in the game back then that was killing the game. Mm-hmm. Even when people didn't want him to be killing the game, he was killing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Effortlessly. Yeah. And who who else? There was uh obviously D Nice, but I kind of heard of D Nice a little bit lighter. Uh-huh. But D Nice was always ever since I met him, he always show love to me like always so he was one of the people i really paid attention to a lot as far as like how to do this how to do that how to get better at this and that uh and it, it's a lot of other people too like it's a lot of other people because yeah. a lot of different djs it's but, a lot of djs in the city yeah so when did you make up your mind i'm going I'll, to big concentrate too. on my I big sue I can't, I can't yeah i forgot about that yeah big too big sue because i used to listen to her uh What's the radio show she used to be on? Um, in the morning. In the morning. Uh, yeah, she had her grits mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She used to, like she used to just be doing. She she was a woman in the game in the city, and that was different. Mm-hmm. That, that's what used to actually kind of surprise me. I didn't yeah. think that that would. I didn't. I didn't see that too often. I say that, like ever really. Not in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you see a lot, a lot more women DJing now. A lot. Then. Yes, a, a whole lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And she's kind of like aided uh, different women into the game as far as DJing. Yep, so. yep. So when did you make up your mind that you were going to focus on your craft of DJing? Because at first, remember you said your mixes sounded trash, so you had to do something different. The day, the day I said I was going to start back DJing uh, when I was in like like the sophomore year, like the sophomore year of my college experience, uh, the day I said I was going to start back DJing, I put in a group message I was in, and, like, people was clowning me. They was like, bro, you can't DJ. Y'all don't even really like going to the parties like that. Y'all, they was like, y'all don't know music. And somebody told me, you ain't going to DJ uh, the day you become a DJ. P is going to fly. Like, right. these was my homies. These your friends. Yeah, that, that, these were my homies, I thought. But, you mm. know, but, and, but it was one person in the group, uh, dude named, this guy named Rodney. 
even when I see him to this day, I show so much love. Like I really rock with him. Uh, him and uh, also D Maze too. Like it was both of them. They they both told me they were like, bro, you could do like whatever you put your mind to. Like at first D Maze was like making jokes or whatever, but then he pulled into side. He was like, hey, bro, like I'm playing with you. Like really, like if you want to do it, I mean, I uh. He 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 kinda he was he was kinda one of my first mentors too. He gave me like some game on like how to parties and stuff go because I used to uh run with him a lot. Uh but especially Rodney. Rodney set me down and he was just telling me like, bro, if you wanna do it, don't listen to what nobody say. Go do whatever you wanna do. And like he motivated me to go on and do what I wanted to do. But it was then probably like um a month after then I saved up enough money to go and get uh, the new Mark NS7 tools, and it's just a controller, but they have spinning disc on them, so it's, it replicates a turntable, so I could get more of a turntable feel, because I wanted to upgrade the turntables. Uh, one day I knew, but uh, I started staying up to about five a.m., like five six a.m., like every day, practice mm -hmm. for like I probably did that every day straight for probably about three four months. Mm -hmm. I'm living at Stratum in an apartment. I got four roommates. And they, they hear me all night blasting my music, you know, mm -hmm. learning how to DJ. But, like, that's, that's really where it started. And then from there, it turned into, you know, actually going into the clubs. And actually, one of my first gigs was at the club. It was terrible. What club was it? Uh, what, what, was, what was this? The, Your first it gig? Was right down the street. It used to, what status now? It used to be uh, Ocella. Ocello, yeah. Uh, back in the day, and they used to be popping, and I, uh, yeah, it was a college party there one night, and uh, they put D Mays let me come on and do it because somebody like had called out. They was supposed to be the early set DJ, mm -hmm. they the one doing it or whatever, so he put me on it. Uh, but that was terrible. Why uh, you say that? What happened? Give me some deets from the first gig. <clears throat> so what happened was. I was trying to play music to please people rather than playing music. Rather than just doing my thing, you know, like now when I DJ, I just do my thing. I just, mm -hmm. if I feel that this song can make me move, I'm going to play it because I feel like it's going to make you move. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it's some song, certain songs that don't make me move that I will play because obviously it's on the billboards or whatever. But back then, I was just playing, trying to play the biggest hits and that's it. Like, say now, I, like, you had you at the finesse two times, and then you got Money Bag, Don't Know, then you got Russian Cream, you got No Subliminals. <laughs> I was playing all of those. So why do you say it was terrible? You felt terrible because you didn't do your thing like you wanted to do for you? It wasn't mixed well. It didn't capture the crowd's attention well because of how it was being mixed. And at the time, it was being mixed. Like, you can't. One thing I've learned, and I see you see a lot with early with uh young. Well, I say sometimes younger DJs, uh, because of the crowd they have, they have a younger crowd that wants to turn up the whole time. So you'll see where they just play, they'll play the biggest hits so early in the night, where you gotta turn around and play them once again mm -hmm. at the end of the night. <laughs> One thing I hate is replaying a track in the same night. It don't make sense, mm -hmm. uh, because it's, it's a billion songs out there. Like you don't have to do that, yeah. uh. That's how I messed up. Okay. I, 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 and then I was the early set DJ. You got to keep that in mind, too. And I'm sitting here playing all the hits. So when the other dude go on, <laughs> what he going to do? Crazy. You know what I'm saying? They, and they like, hey, bro, you got to chill. Like, they came up there and told me, hey, bro, you got to chill out. Like, uh, wow. But after that, what I started doing was, uh, 
actually started throwing my own parties. Like, well, not parties. They were, like, sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I got my two roommates to uh, go and agree to, you know, I was like, hey, I'm going to be throwing a little little party in here. That's cool. I was like, I'm inviting people over. I didn't know they were going to get that big, though. In Memphis. Yeah, in Memphis. And I was doing it. It was at the Stratum. Uh, I stayed at the Stratum. Okay. On the sixth floor, and yeah, I'm doing the parties in the stratum like that. Yeah, and I, <laughs> this was like 2015, I think. Wow. So I, I like my apartment was like flooded out with people because I then I had one of my homies, Jalen. Uh, he worked at uh, I think he worked at PacSun at the time in the mall. Mm-hmm. So he had like a lot of people that he knew because they were regular customers always in the mall. He helped me promo, and we was kind of like doing our own little promotion team thing. What did y'all call the party? No, y'all had a little name for it. It was so ugly. I called well, it the set. The set. Hey, the set. simple. The set. Works. Yo, yo the it was set. like one one was called the set. One was called the kickback. Uh, I remember I called, like, we did a part two of both of those. Uh, one time uh, when our homie's mom left out of town and we, like, cleared out her whole kitchen and living room and den and we threw a party in her house mm-hmm. uh, while she was gone for, like, two days. <laughs> like this, like actually, it was a it was a two part party. We did one one day on Friday, and we were charging. This was gonna be our first party ever charging, mm-hmm. and didn't do well that one. No. So we, but we had already planned to do a Friday and a Saturday in the same spot party. So then Saturday, what we did was we uh ended up throwing like a free party. But like when people came, we let them know. Because that's what we were doing at first. They were just sits and whatnot, allowing me to get better at DJing and allowing us to realize how we could control a party and throw a party and get our name out there. Uh, but the second time we did it, and we did the free one, and, like, we let people know, like, hey, this is going to be one of the last free ones. You know, we're going to be bumping it up to, like, at least, like, $5. It ain't nothing. But, <laughs> like, when you look... More than what you had, Yeah, honey. when you're looking at it now, you know, you're like, man, $5. Like, it's not too many people throw a party. $5, like... And they and they actually legit good parties and nothing happening crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, I just started renting little venues and whatnot. Um, I was working with Carlos, my homie Carlos Beans. I was working with him for a while. We did a lot of stuff. Uh, we did like a lot of stuff called the underground or whatever. Um, it was showcasing music in Memphis that wasn't the mainstream. So it wasn't like the trap and all of that. It was more like people were R and B. People were like alternative rap and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then it'd be the people with the trap rap too like it'd be all of that but in one building um and we did that and that's when my name got even bigger and that's when i actually got in the clubs on a regular basis you was reaching the people yeah because people wanted the people was like oh we yeah. see you got a crowd we want to book you now so mm-hmm. yeah was, yeah okay so that's the build-up to dj king yeah. how would you describe your sound i would say that it is Ever, forever changing, I guess, because for when when I DJ is kind of based off my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why a lot of times people people don't. A lot of times when I when I DJ, um, I try to not be like like if I if I'm doing like the late set, which is usually what I'm doing, I go kick in the corner somewhere chilling and like I don't want to talk to nobody because I just want to relax. I don't want to waste no energy. And then when it's time for me to DJ, I'm gonna just go up there. Yeah, because when you DJ, you turn up. Yeah, so I, you know, I try to, I try to stay energetic. Like that's what's one thing about it, it's energetic. Uh, I like to 
to make sure that the crowd feels what I'm doing. Like, if you up there and you just standing there and you ain't, you know, you just, you ain't doing nothing, <laughs> the crowd ain't going to feel it. But if you up yeah. there and you bobbing with the music, at least sometimes I'm jumping and stuff. But, you know, if you you rocking with your crowd, you're giving them a, a show. And like one, one of my mentors told me, uh, DJ Blue Boy, he one of my mentors too. But he told me, he was like, man, he said, what you got to tell people is you the entertainment. Mm-hmm. He was like, you go up there on the stage and you only there to DJ and you jumping around the stage to yelling, telling people to do this, do that. <laughs> he was like, you you know, you you it's different when they book you. So you got to get, you got to you gotta charge different. You got to do this different. You got to do all that different because you. You told you right. Yeah. Wow. So it's, I would say energetic, energetic and fun. But I like the vibe. I love the vibe. You like to vibe. Mm-hmm. I like to play uh, slower music as well. Uh, you know, stuff that makes you, you know, you still going to sit there and you might do a little two-step dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, it's not too rowdy. You get to mm-hmm. sit back. You get to chill. like uh, Kind of like at a lounge or something like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I put a spin on it to where you, like, I throw a few little things in there that make you move a little bit more. But it's still not outside of that vibe. Give me, like, three songs with a vibe mm. that you'll throw on and give me a good vibe. One-step one, junk, you know. One one of them right now, uh, on chill, but then mm-hmm. in the same night you can still play like "Baby I'm Scared of You" with Love Power or something like hey, that. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, hey, you got like uh, you got like Fuji's uh, "Ready or Not." Like people like that when the way it come on, you don't have to really go into the song with that one because you, you got to hear Lauren. You yeah. got to hear Lauren in yeah. that intro. Yeah, yeah, but you don't have to go you know too far into that one. Mm-hmm. But then you know. Usher, uh, what's what's the name of that? The one, the song I really like to Bad mix. Bad girl. That that, but the songs I really like to mix together is it's Aston Martin by Rick Ross. Oh yeah, I like and I Aston get Martin. right up into the Drake point, and then I drop the Usher and Alicia Keys, uh, my boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's like there's always this, but it's going over the same time that the Drake part is playing, and they mix like okay. perfect. Like for real, <laughs> he got his own thing going. Okay, so so you've been DJing for what, four years now, or is it five? Oh, or are we at four? Four, four years. Yeah. So where do you want to take this DJing to? Um, I know you heard. I heard you say worldwide, global. Yeah, because you've uh, been traveling a lot lately. Yeah, you've been on the road. Yeah, I've been back and forth to Atlanta a lot. Uh, what's going on with, in Atlanta? Duke Deuce. I'm working with Duke Deuce a lot, uh, doing shows with him. Um, then I'm also working on getting more gigs out there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm looking at getting more gigs outside of Memphis. Uh, I've been working on Nashville a little bit more. Uh, I just did about three gigs within the last two months in Nashville. It's not a lot, but I've done uh, three in Atlanta as well. I've done four in Missouri. Um, I've been to Dallas before doing a show. Um, but what what I really want to do is I want to take what I'm doing to a whole nother platform. Like I want to be able, it's not just about DJing, but I want to grow my platform to the point where I'm able to actually incite people to do things and to change things. Like I look at a lot of celebrities and a lot of people who have so much of a reach uh, especially here in the city 
but not just here in the city, but in other cities as well. But they are able to make people do something or they're able to encourage people to do something in order that in order to do something that help the masses. But people don't do that. So, like, that's one of the main things, you know, I'm working on. Like, that's why I'm trying to get my name out to Atlanta more and get my name out to Nashville more in Miami and New York, wherever. Like, I'm trying to get everywhere so I can incite change because it's, it's so much, like, it's so much that you can do just by being an example. Like, mm-hmm. with the 901 Hope Project, some of my homies started doing stuff this year because they saw me doing stuff last year. They hit me up about it was telling me, like, letting me know, like, Hey, bro, you encouraged me to do this, so I'm going to do this. I'm like, all right, bet. You know, that's cool. And not only that, but, like, with the 901 Hope Project, how I had people come out and donate, those people probably never would have donated their clothes if I didn't send them the flyer, like, hey, bro, I'm doing this, blah, 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 you know, post it for me. And then it went from me sending it out to, like, 20 people to uh, – it was hundreds of people that posted their flyer last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I little remember. stuff like that. I remember. So for for the audience <clears throat> uh, that, that does not know what 901 Hope Project is, break it down for the audience. So the 901 Hope Project is, it's, I don't want to call it so much, so much of a charity, but it's more of an organization to, well, it, it is a charity, but it's really set up as an organization to get people who don't usually come out and support charities or support uh, community work to get out of the house and actually do so. Um, that was my initial thought when I started it. Um, I have so many friends who are capable of doing something of that nature, but, you know, they, they need a little motivation to get out the house and, you know, to go put their clothes in the bin or whatever. Like, it was people recording themselves and going and putting clothes in the bin or whatever. Um, but it, it's to get people out of the house and to get them to see that they can do something so little and that they're able to do something so little that will turn into something so big for other people because getting somebody a coat and people like people go crazy about this sometimes they have a jacket you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and then one thing that is i say one of my main focuses too um as far as the 901 hope project is concerned when we were working with the um trying to remember the name of the shelter uh but it's the, the shelter over there on union uh the director was telling me about how in the last i want to say four or five years he's seen such an increase in young men coming into the homeless shelter mm-hmm. uh and not having a place to stay like at all he says there you know people 17 18 19 20 mm-hmm. coming into the homeless shelter and they've already given up, but they ain't even, you know, they haven't even started yet. So that was like one of my main focuses too, as far as trying to figure out ways to help them and encourage them. So we, I've been to the home shelter a few times throughout the year, uh, along with my homie Eric. He's the guy who helps me out with the nine one help project. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been out and uh, you know, just trying to talk to them and whatnot. And we we've been trying to work with the school system as well. Um, we're still waiting on the background checks to come back, uh, but. Whenever they do, whenever stuff does finally go through, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing stuff with the schools as well here in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's awesome, King, for you to be, you know, so young, but you're thinking of others. You know, I know a, a slew of DJs, baby. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, some of them do charity work, but like you said, 
you, this all came about from you wanting to incite change. And you know your friends can do it. They just need a little motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of our friends, you know, that's, sometimes that's the last thing on their mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the, the fact that you are doing 901 Hope. Anything that I can do, let me know. Okay, I okay. got you. I got you. Um, I remember last year I saw you on the news. You know, yeah. you, you were doing your uh, media rounds mm-hmm. with the 901 Hope Project. So I hope it's even bigger and better this year. Yeah, that actually was not on purpose. Um, <laughs> Look at I, God. I was at a bar and I was like one of my homies work at a bar. Mm-hmm. And I just went there one day. Because uh, I was just about to get something to eat. And one of my homies was working. He was like, hey, bro, just kick it. I'm uh, I'm going to make sure your food is still taken care of. So I just hung out there for like four hours. And then one of the, uh, I want it's not an anchor for the news station. Yeah, I guess she's an anchor. Reporter. Yeah, one of the reporters. One of the mm-hmm. reporters for the uh, the news station at the time. She's moved now, but her name is Bridget. Uh, we were just drinking and then end up talking to her and her sister-in-law and her brother. They were there. And we were just having a conversation for a long time. Then I ended up talking about, well, no, actually, my homie ended up talking about the 901 Hope Project because he heard her talking about being on news. And he was like, you need to talk to her about getting on news. And I was like, no, because <laughs> I did not want to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, that's how it ended up happening. She was like, let's set up an interview and do this and that. I was like, all right, you know, cool. Mm-hmm. So. It happened like that. Yeah. See, they you know, all remember next year all you got to do was hit up the, the station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's that's what she was telling me, too. She was like, next year, you know, just hit us mm-hmm. up and let us know what you're doing. And, you know, we could see about doing another story. Yeah. Have you ever Googled your name? Which one? King, DJ Marie. King. Mm. Have you ever Googled DJ King? Uh, I have. <laughs> Well, yeah, what I'm saying that to say. I, have, I need to look again. Well, I'm it's saying that to say <laughs> your 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 news story with 901 Hope Project is popping up on your Google Boo. Okay, I, I was like, uh, <laughs> he grabbing that phone like, wait a minute, I need to look again. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you asking me that question. <laughs> oh yeah, it's up there. Okay, I yeah. told you, yeah, yeah, Mixcloud, YouTube, SoundCloud, Everything y'all check you all doing. that out. <laughs> Big Brother is definitely keeping up with you. <laughs> Now, King, um, since you've been a DJ, um, you know, you've worked with quite a few um, different people, promoters and things of that nature in the city. So you've been, you know, around a lot of different crowds uh, in the city. Like, what are some of the things that as a DJ that you love about nightlife? Like just being a DJ, what are some of the things that that you love about DJing a set? And what are some of the things that you don't like? I was so scared when we started that question. <laughs> I see. You didn't know where I was going. I <laughs> but uh, uh, some of the things I like about, you know, I, I, I like when I go into a new environment that I haven't been in, been in before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what they want. You don't know what they expect. Well, I take the back. Sometimes I like it. There's also a thing I don't like. Because you'll be going into a set and, you know, you got to test the water sometimes. Sometimes you'll have a crowd that is not diverse whatsoever, and you get stuck and have to play this one sound all night. I hate that. Mm. Like, when you, and this, you, well, usually what it is is trap. Usually I get stuck in a setting where I got to play trap all, all night, night long. A crowd really want to hear that all mm. night? There's some crowds that want that all night. Okay. Like, if you're not, you know, hitting them with a hard hit all night, you know, nah. But then the part that I do like is when I go into a set and it's, you know, 
an open-minded crowd. You know, they want to vibe. They want to turn up. They want to, you know, step a little. They want to do a bunch of different little things. Because when you DJ, you know, what makes it fun is when people like music because it's your right. job. You're supposed <laughs> to provide music and entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't, well, you can you can entertain with one sort of music, but it gets boring. If for you, Most of the time when you're DJing, you know, the party is four or five hours or, you know, sometimes three, but most of the time it's about four or five hours. Mm-hmm. If you're hearing the same thing for four or five hours, if I'm, well, if I'm hearing the same thing for four or five hours, I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. I don't even want to hear the same thing for an hour, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to switch it up. You got to give me a different vibe. Mm-hmm. That's what's fun. Wow. What about, like, as you're on the turntables, um, do you care if people come up there and ask for a, a request or not? Some DJs got a thing about this. I thought you were finna ask, do, you, do I care if somebody touch them? Do you care if yes. somebody touch you? <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my turntable. <laughs> Nah, I'm just nah, but I, I ain't gonna lie. I be like that for real. People be licking their fingers in it. I be like, bro, really? no, nah, don't do that. I be eating while I DJ. <laughs> they be licking their fingers like yeah, it's it's a habit of a DJ. Though. It'll give you it gives you traction like on the record. If you lick but your you finger, but you talking about a random person coming up to your turntables? Yeah, it's it'll be like some, it's been people I don't know. Like if you somebody I know, I know you code. You know you can do your thing. It's different, but. It's been people I don't know. They'll come up and be like, hey, bro, can I touch your... Nah, I don't know you, man. Wow. <laughs> like, chill out, please. Because <laughs> I don't even want to be mean. Right. I just want to be like, nah, nah, not this time. What about requests? Requests? I don't I don't mind requests. The reason I don't mind... Okay, I'll take that back. <laughs> I don't mind requests if they're not excessive. I hate when I go and DJ and the requests are... Back to back to back, because a lot of times when it's back to back to back, it'll be like the same person. Mm-hmm. I've been in those type of environments where it's uh, it's usually a person that's usually drunk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of understand, but it's annoying when because I'll be in the middle. Of, I'm about to do something so cold. And then you, hey, bro, can you play? It's like, fool, I just I just forgot the mix. Like, Dang. now you mess me up. But I also enjoy requests because that also lets you know what people want to hear. It lets you know what people are listening to probably that hasn't been played in the club yet because mm-hmm. people people have given me plenty of requests that i have never thought about playing it sometimes i gotta download it while i'm there mm-hmm. and people in the crowd start turning up it's like oh, okay because mm-hmm. if you got them turned enough already you could throw something in there that they don't really know and test the waters and see what they're gonna do to it mm-hmm. sometimes people put you they'll put you on game like mm-hmm. for real so you get exposed to a lot of new music you haven't, you you have never even thought of. Mm-hmm. Like I understand why DJs say no requests because you know they are some some DJs go in there with a playlist already planned out exactly exactly what they gonna play or they don't want to get their uh, train of thought messed up. Mm-hmm. But if you got if you feel like you got a good request, you know don't tell me to play. I guess I never thought about crazy. that from a like a DJ perspective. My my train of thought. Uh, kind of getting off a little bit from people just constantly coming up to me and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my my stuff together. Mm-hmm. I've gone off on plenty of my friends. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at your face. They know. <laughs> they know that but it, they know it's not they know it's nothing personal but they'll be like I got I got a few friends they like to play a lot. Mm-hmm. They love to play. Like some of them think it's fun to touch my turntables while I'm DJing. Like mm-hmm. they have turned my music down in the middle of me DJing and thought it was fun. Oh. You know, you just you know because play too much. Yeah, they play too much. We still, I'm still, I'm only 23, so we still young. You know, but 
Oh, yeah, you still a Don't baby. 23. Yeah. 23. I know them little young ladies is at your little cute uh, self. Huh? How them ladies be acting at the party? They cool. You know the... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I didn't work with many of DJs, and one thing I know for sure is the ladies love a DJ. One thing they know for sure is can't be in his bag in his business. Can't be what? In his bag and in his business, man. Can't be in his bag and in his business. Yeah, so when I'm, I be out, I be low key. I you be, be low so key. low key. And them ladies is watching. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I know, I know. Some are. I know. Like I, my homies the ones that tell me. Mm-hmm. Like especially the promoters I work with, mm-hmm. they the ones that tell me. They like, hey, you know, so and so want to. Hey, you know you can. I'd be like, okay. Bro, I'm cool. good. I'm good. I'm chilling. I mean, I'm, you know, okay. okay. Look, okay. <laughs> like, and? People, people just like, <laughs> I feel like it's, there's some people just try to blow up so much. They be yeah. trying to be like. But that's so-and-so. Yeah. Like, but you're supposed to just, I've yeah. been, like, when I was, okay, when I was younger, <laughs> when I was younger and I was starting out DJing, I was gaining a lot of success very rapidly. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of young ladies who are still around now to this day that have been around me already and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I've some some I've already talked to or whatever or I've seen how they are or you know, I've or I've you know, I've I've, I've done a lot in my life. I'm chilling. Like <laughs> You've done a lot. I mean twenty three year old. I've I've done good amount of things in my life. I feel you, kid. <laughs> I feel you. I like this, feel this, you. Like my my point is like I just I'm just not I don't be super pressed because it's like yeah. man I I <laughs> I seen what's up with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we y'all, enjoyed y'all our time. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't you know I don't, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it without right. saying it the wrong way. Now but, say it how you, you saying, know what I'm saying it? But. I feel you. People can. try to blow it up like, mm-hmm. like having sex or something. Like it's going okay. Yeah. All right. She wanna if she if she really wanna do that. Tell tell me, you know right. she telling you okay. What's your point? Because mm, <laughs> I, I that, huh? yeah. Because you know one one thing I've learned, especially since I've been DJing for older crowds and seeing how some older women are. If somebody really wants something from you, they're going to tell you. Oh, definitely like, anyway. an older woman. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like it's not that big of a deal anyway, right. and then still it's still like, bruh, okay. <laughs> they don't guarantee that it's gonna happen. <laughs> you know, we gonna chill. We might see. I don't know. Ooh, might not. Is that, oh, no, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> so look, so look, okay, so King. Now let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're one of the hottest DJs soon to be in the world. Mm-hmm. However. At the beginning of the podcast, I did hear you say something about art. Uh-huh. What happened to art? If you weren't DJing, what would you be doing? <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be art. <laughs> okay, no, nah, but no, no, nah, nah, but uh, art. What happened to art was, I got into like, uh, was that in the tenth grade? I think I was in tenth grade. And I was I was taking I was supposed to be taking honors art, and I ended up in the wrong art class. And it was up to the art teacher that I had to transfer me over. Mm-hmm. And what she told me was she didn't want me to. She's like, oh, 
she didn't she didn't want me to leave her class because I was so she was like you you're one of my best students I want you to stay in my class but I, this ain't on his heart like <laughs> I'm supposed to be learning some advanced stuff you got me in here playing with watercolors like I ain't oh. in here for that you know what I'm saying so that was like my last year taking art I was through I was like after that she she like she blew it for me because I I was trying to learn more about it so I could get get better at it I actually went to a I went to a Memphis College of Art before. Um, that was in like middle school. Mm-hmm. I went for like three different classes mm-hmm. before, so I, I know you I knew a little bit. Good, good in art. I was pretty good. I was pretty good. I bet you still got it in you. I can still draw. I can yeah. still draw. I just uh, let me see. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna take a little second to get my hand back right. I feel like that's what helped with DJing, though, to be real. It could be. You know, art comes out in different forms, mm. you know. Yeah. But if you weren't DJing, what would you be doing right now? If I wasn't doing that, I'd probably have a job, man, to be real. What kind of so job? So sad. Uh, honestly, uh, so what I originally was going to school for, I never finished. Yeah, a lot of people think I finished school, but I never finished. But what I was going to school for was marketing, um, and I wanted to do something in marketing. But I knew I wanted to do something in music marketing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I still would have been, you, you know, in you music still somehow. still doing that, like, you know, because you, know, you utilize your social media very well. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, you, I'm try, I've been you trying. You do that. I've been you know I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, nah, like, this is what I really wanted to do. I wanted to uh, open up a marketing company. Uh that that was what I used to always say through high school and whatnot. Like that was gonna be, that was going to be my my whole plan to go to school, graduate, go to some firm, learn some stuff about it some more, and then open my marketing firm. But no, I could not do it. Okay. I could not finish school to save my life because well, now nah, I really couldn't be quit joking. I, 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 the only reason I didn't finish school was because at the time where my classes were getting more hectic, I was going into my, I was about to go into my senior year. It was the second semester of my junior year. Uh, I started traveling like a lot, mm-hmm. a whole lot. It's like, and then I started getting booked a lot during the week and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was waking up late for class, missing class, and all this other crap. And everybody was like, "Why don't you just slow down on DJing?" And then you know, finish school, you only got a year and a half left, and then, you know, go, you can go crazy. And I was like. Mama was saying that too, huh? Yeah. I know mama was saying you, that. But, it sounded like mama for me. But I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> See, what? this the thing. Like, what's the thing? See, if I would have stopped, I wouldn't be where I am now. See, what, what, what I'm looking at too is I, if I would have stopped, one thing about the music industry and, DJing, especially in the city, you stop, especially for a year, a in year Memphis? and a half. In Memphis, somebody else finna come up and take your <laughs> take the take the spot you was trying to get. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then it's not the same building it back up because I I did a lot of building up, like throwing these house parties. I ain't trying to do all that again. Like when I after stopping for a year or whatever, like that that's something that's very difficult to establish again and get a crowd behind you again after you gave them practically nothing. Right. And that's what I was being told to do was just chill on it. Even though I could have did a few gigs here and there, it wouldn't have been the same success that I've reached now because when I stopped school, uh, 
I, I started doing the showcases heavily, mm-hmm. and I was doing those like crazy. We was, at one point we was we were doing a showcase almost five days out of the week for months, mm-hmm. like just I doing. That. Them. Yeah. And then we were doing. Uh, I started going to the clubs more, and then I started doing uh parties with my other homies some more, and I, I we ended up doing a lot of stuff, and I I, I made. A lot of good moves that have allowed <laughs> me to live better in a way. Yeah, you've been on your grind because yeah. ever since I met you at LeMoyne, every year I've seen growth every year. And that's because you wouldn't stop. And you know what? If you still want to do your marketing firm, you still mm-hmm. can do that yeah. without having a degree. I know. That's why I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. No, nah, nah, like this, 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 what I, um, what I, what I go do? I went in. I did some research on it, but then I talked to somebody. It was somebody that worked in the office at the school. I, I knew him. I can't remember his name. Uh, I haven't seen him in about three years. But he kind of told me how, you know, he can't tell me to stay in school, but he was telling me how it could work for me. But then he was saying, if you don't stay in school and this does work for you, you'll have a totally different platform under you that would allow you to basically skip a lot of these steps that other people are going through right now. Definitely. So Definitely. I was like, man, I might as well, you know. Yeah, you like you said, you could do anything that you put your mind to. We, we know a lot of, you know, famous college dropouts like mm. Kanye West. Yeah. You know, are you a Kanye fan? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah? You heard Jesus is King. Yeah. You like that new yay? I mean, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I need to listen to it more. Mm-hmm. It's... I People, listen to it. I, I, I listen to it in detail. What What did you think about it? How about that? You know what? I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, I've always been a Kanye West fan. Um, you know, <clears throat> of course, he's been in the media a mm-hmm. lot lately. You mm-hmm. know, he said some shit I didn't like. You know, people was giving I, I, up I on him at one on point. Too. I got a opinion on that, too. Yeah. You know what? People was giving up on him at one point, and um, I actually saw, like, the last uh, episode of the Kardashians where he tried to get on his wife, Kim, about, like, since he's found Jesus now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want you dressing like the way you're dressing. But remember when they first got together? That's what he loved about her, being sexy and Mm -hmm putting her on a pedestal. So she was like, just because you found Jesus don't mean I mm. found Jesus. Like, I'm going to yeah. keep doing what I want. Yeah. When you met me, you liked it. You're yeah. going to be all right. So she had to put him in his place. But, <laughs> of course, I think that was a lot of promotion, of yeah. course, for the album dropping because it happened, boom, 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 everything, you know, was lined up. You know the Kardashians are, you know, king of marketing. But um, I like it because it's very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a gospel lover yeah. as well. And Kanye really has a knack for the production piece that, on the gospel tip, if you ask thing. me. Like, he, he, he got it going him on Him as there. a producer, period, A producer. Though, he is, he's out of this world. Every time he drops, he drops something that people haven't heard before. Mm. Like, the thing is about the album, I like it. But I've been seeing so much criticism about it. That's why I'm like, I need to listen to it more. Cause I'm trying to see, I'm trying to understand where they coming from, even though I don't see it. Hey, it's only people's opinion yeah. though. Like Kanye could love Trump's dirty draws. If I still like his music, I still like his music. Yeah. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying. 
Yeah, they criticizing the mess out of him. Yeah. But he might have a Grammy on his hand, if yeah. you ask me. That album crazy. Yeah. And he made he made a whole rap song that didn't sound like a gospel song that's getting played on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It did sound like a gospel song, but it is one. It's it's it, I mean it's it's different. Uh, but when you think about it, Kanye told us this ten years ago. He was gonna do a full gospel album. Like he's been telling us what he was he gonna do all this time anyway. He always said that since Jesus walked, he said that. Yes, <laughs> yes. So he only doing what he told y'all he was gonna do. Yeah, it came out great, really. Mm-hmm. In the promo he did for it for so long with the with the uh, gospel choir going everywhere, mm-hmm. they went different churches. They did Coachella, like the pop ups. Yeah, this stuff was genius. Like, it really is genius <laughs> like when you think about it. <laughs> Wow, do you would you throw like a Jesus is King track in on a on a vibe chill set at the party? Jesus is King. Yeah, I throw Kurt Franklin in for. What? Hell, hey, but I'm, that's what I'm gonna do with this top off Sunday, like the one this week. Mm. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something like that. Some yeah, you throw on some Jesus King. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm gonna do the yeah yet. Cause not me, yet. Me, me and uh me and Tony talked about it, and I was like, I was, I was like, so many people mad at Kanye. I was like, do you think? Do, do you think it's going to get the right uh, reception at the party? He's like, you know, it's a good question. You I was never like, know until you play it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm debating. I just, I just got to see a way to mix it I in there. I drop that thing. See, I'm working on a way of dropping it and seeing how it get, how it gets their reaction. Mm-hmm. But if it don't work, I'm a, like, I'm a, I already have a, a way to get out of it mm-hmm. quick. <laughs> and in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Cause okay. that's, that's my thing. Anytime I try a track out, anytime you you can look at my computer before I play it, I am going to find a different song <laughs> to yeah. play. Especially yeah. if it's something somebody asked me to play, I'm gonna find a different song to play. Right. I think any good DJ should do that anyway. Yeah. Cause like be prepared at all times. I used to not be. <laughs> See, that's when that's what I meant. I was messing up. That's what I wasn't <laughs> doing. King. So what's next for DJ King? Um. Well. I am looking at doing a whole lot more shows out of town. Uh, been working on lining those up. Nine on One Hope Project is about to come back. Um, what's the dates? I say the, I want to say the sixteenth through the twenty third. Of say, November. Of November, November sixteenth through the twenty third. I want to say those are the dates for the uh, where we'll be doing the drop off boxes. Um, it's gonna be three locations again: one downtown, one in. Minglewood at uh, Oasis and one at uh, at my homie's new, uh, they basically open like a thrift shop, but it's like a dope one, like a really dope one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Archive over on Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have a drop-off spot there as well. But other than that, oh, yeah, I'm getting back into throwing parties. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Your own parties? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. that, the, the set, I, the set, uh, volume two. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a real good idea. It's just I have not. The only reason I have not been throwing parties in Memphis mm-hmm. is because I cannot find venues that have not been touched that I like. Oh, we gotta open your own. Okay. God, you can do it. Yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. But do I want to? <laughs> that's the question do i want to i'm sure you're gonna figure it out yeah dj kane yes, now let everybody know how they can get in touch with you on social media 
You can find me everywhere at DJ K V N G. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find me on all that, really. Even yes, though I don't, and he be I, tweeting a lot, y'all. I'm be, ooh, we. This twenty-three year old can tweet. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. Y'all. Ooh. <laughs> Most people your age do not tweet. From from what? From some of the people that I've met, that's your age. I would say. It's a whole, that have even been on the show. It's a whole group. In I Memphis. see y'all. It's I a lot of us. We be going in, <laughs> but now nah, they they it's Generation so Z. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can find me on. You know, you can find me on SoundCloud too. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ KVNG on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, on there it's going. You know, got a few little mixes you can listen to. But I'm about to put out another one soon. I just uh, I've been slacking. I will be honest with myself. <laughs> Get it together. A bit slack. Now, what if one of these big time uh, artists come through Memphis and they want you to go on tour with them? Are you open to that? Nope. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> nah, I was joking. What if yeah. Kanye says, King? Kanye? I need you on the Jesus is King tour. I'd be so scared. I'm not even going to lie. That wouldn't be a quick yes? Nah, it'd be a quick yes, but I would be, You'd be so scared. scared. What do you be scared? What would you be scared I, of? You got to kill it. You talking oh, about Kanye? Yeah. You, gotta, you can't, like, Ooh, that, that's. <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking about how his concerts and whatnot come. And he seems to be a perfectionist. Yeah, like he he reminds me of my like he reminds me of myself, on a, in a sense because I you can ask anybody that has worked with me on an event before, like an event we're actually throwing together. I don't like when you slack, and or like when you, well, you can slack a little bit. I understand you know some people slack here and there, but don't show up late the day of the event. Don't show up late when you know we was supposed to be setting up at this time or that. Uh, you know, don't be letting all of each and every single one of your friends in. For, that's not how this works. You have to make money. You can't. You know what I'm saying? For so, and, and even with when I when I book certain people to DJ, like, hey man, look, you playing this? Mm-hmm. We need you to play this. Like, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's I know. So I know how it feels. Yeah. So that's how I know I'd be expecting it going into working with him. Yeah, because you know you gotta. With anything that you do and put your name on, it has to be done right. And that's one thing I've learned. You cannot put your name on stuff and put your co-sign into it and other people aren't taking it serious. It makes you look bad. That is the truth. That is the truth. Okay. Well, DJ King, thank you so much for stopping by the Verbally Effective Podcast. You are indeed verbally effective, young man. You know that, right? Oh, yo, I guess so. You know, when I get a little nervous, I can talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, DJ King, thank you so much for being my guest on episode 92 in the book.